Come on, church. It's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're trying to do three things. One, be helpful to you. Two, figure out how to be the best church we can possibly be right now. And three, discover the future church our city needs us to be. Come on along, figuring out how to re-church. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. I'm glad you could join us again. It's day two, and I'm going to gravitate away from the standard format, right? So it's been standard for a day. I, I, I am going to, I am going to return to a more normal format. It's just something came up, so we're going to chat about it. Um, normally, we would be talking about how it is we're going to um, establish new patterns, new models and new ways of going forward as a church as a result of the pandemic. And we'll keep doing that. And you can squeeze this into this space because um, uh, these are the kind of things that the church needs to start talking about. And that's part of ReChurch. But that being said, this is a little bit different. And what I'm talking about in particular here is um, the cancel culture. The cancel culture itself, it's, it's aimed at uh, demanding uh, censorship or uh, or boycotting uh, another person, uh, some kind of normally a public figure for what they've done in the past. So I'm going to cancel you today. I'm going to point at you and I'm going to say you're a bad person because what you did in the past. And I'm going to encourage everybody to boycott you to to stop, um, you know, supporting you. Uh, I'm going to ruin your reputation. I'm going to cancel you because of what you've done in the past. And here's what's encouraging: rarely is this country unified, but. The, the so the celebrity sector the 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 religious sector the uh, political sector the academic sector everybody's realizing this is ridiculous this isn't going to work it it goes completely against who we are as a country with regard to um, free speech and really truly um, a, a culture a system that is designed toward uh, allowing people an opportunity to get better. Uh, to learn and to and to grow, people are signing on to this has got to stop. I was actually pretty impressed with Bill Maher, who laid out a very good explanation of why the cancel culture is bad, and then he just should have shut up. He he took this weird turn and decided to just throw Jesus under the bus, which I, I guess shouldn't surprise me. But his research was not well done. He was misquoting Jesus. It wouldn't take much for someone to go, dude, that's not even Jesus talking there. But here's the worst part of it. <laughs> yes, did, did Paul say slaves should honor their masters? He did. He also said that masters should uh, treat their slaves well, right? So here's the problem. It's a complete misunderstanding of the gospel, a complete misunderstanding of Paul, a complete misunderstanding of who Jesus was. Now, if you think Jesus was, at best, a moral coach, a, a teacher of law, a person that was going to lay down moral rules, then you would have a bit of an argument. But that's a, that is not what Jesus was about. Jesus was about changing the heart. That's what what he was up to. 
He, he was calling people out for the deceit and the wickedness of their heart. He was not asking people to obey a new set of rules or an old set of rules. He wasn't casting those rules aside, biblical law in general. But he was saying, look, this goes much deeper than that. So you know what was happening in those churches? And that's who that's who Paul was referring to when he was talking. He was talking to new believers, right, who hadn't shed their old ways yet, but as not a behavioralist, but a person who is looking to see the spirit of God inhabit and change a person at their core, he didn't say, look, you can't have slaves anymore. What he said was, you you two are in the same church and I want to see you love one another. I want to see you treat the other person better than you treat yourself. And what happens when people have to come face to face with that? They have to realize, oh, something's wrong with me because I don't want to treat this person as better. I think this person is less than me. Okay, that's the heart problem right there. You could put a rule in place and say you can't have slaves anymore. That won't touch the heart. What happened in those early churches where masters started freeing their slaves because they started seeing the error in their own ways in their heart. They became better people. They didn't become better rule followers. And Bill Maher has completely missed this point and goes as far as saying that Jesus is going to have some explaining to do. And I think, oh, you poor soul, you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't even know what Jesus said. You have no clue what he was about. And what you understand the least is that if anybody's going to have any explaining to do, going to be those people who gave little to no effort to understand who Jesus was and truly is and rejected him anyway. So how do I tie this back to re-church? It's not that hard, really. Listen, the church had for, for decades and for centuries, and even still today, too often get this very thing wrong. What is the church about? It's not a it's not a moral school. It is a belief system that God wants to redeem and forgive and reshape people into who he originally intended them to be at the core of who they are. It's not a group of people obeying a lot of rules at its heart. It's a group of people that are being changed of heart. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're about. Come on along, church. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get this done. We're going to read church. 